State of Digital Publishing is a publication and community for digital publishing and media professionals in new media and technology. In this episode, we speak with Artavaz Yeritsian, CEO and founder of Podcastle about AI podcast recording and publishing. Podcastle is an AI-powered platform that enhances podcast creation and editing experience with transcription, professional audio editing and recording, speech-to-text conversion, and other exciting features. Let's begin. Hi, Artabast. How are you? Hey, great. And you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for joining us today on our podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Out of us, I think you guys started like from last year. I know you've been doing quite a few things for a while now. You guys, you've been doing some interesting work with podcast or AI, and I really wanted to introduce what you guys are doing to our audience. So before we go into that and and sort of podcasting trends, I'd love you to just share a bit of background about you, how you guys got started, and where you guys are up to today with podcast. So we we started like about a year ago, right when the COVID started. Uh, so at that time, I was a VP of engineering at a company called PixArt. You may have heard of, it's uh, one of the largest creative platforms out there for photo and video creation, both on mobile and web. Yeah. So I was a VP of engineering there, and I will always had a passion about the audio. So I always thought that video and photo technologies are getting more and more mature, yeah. like computer vision, AI technologies, product. You have a lot of product that accessible to everyone. Like everyone can make a video, photo, any creative stuff just within the seconds. So I always had this, this understanding that audio is far, far, far behind, and I was well positioned to solve that problem. So that's why we started Podcastle a year ago, and that's why I left the company to start my own journey. And right now we are working to make it happen and create the audio creation, audio editing, audio enhancement, and distribution platform for everyone that is very, very accessible and you don't basically need a lot of stuff to understand. So we see this trend when only professional people with the background were able to create a high quality videos, high quality photos and interesting and creative stuff. But right now, everyone, almost everyone who has creative ideas can make a cool video and follow. But why not to do that for the audio as well? So everyone can enter into the podcasting space just easily. So right now we are using the Zoom for this conversation. Yeah. But Zoom is not necessarily developed for the podcast creation and audio content distribution. So imagine you have a very cool platform for just the podcasting and making sure that the quality of the audio is 10 times more than a Zoom or Hangouts. And then you have all the enhancement tools just with a simple UI, which you can do by yourself. And you don't need a learning curve for that. You don't need to learn like tools like Adobe Audition for editing. You don't need to learn existing video conferencing tools. And you don't even need to understand that there are hosting platforms that you need to host and pay for those separate tools where you can buy just one subscription and have all in one place with just very simple use cases and built for the podcasting and not built for the podcasting in a like legacy and heritage way like it was on 2008. But for the people from this generation and for the people who are just starting the podcasting and they don't really need to learn all those heritage tools and heritage ways of podcast creation. Honestly, yeah, I didn't realize you guys are going very quick. I didn't realize you had the recorder now as well. I think you, you touched on a really good point. The fact that automatic video creators now that are happening and even transcribing, like what would you say is the underlying technology 
with this automation that's happening? I know we can say the straight answer is AI, but are you able to explain a little bit more of what the underlying technology is? And is that something the same technology that you're using as well, but just simply applying it to audio? So basically, a lot of ideas that we had came from the video and photo space. Yeah. Uh, so technologies like computer vision, for example, there is a technology called image upscaling. Yep. So what the image upscaling does, it basically takes your low quality photo and then understanding the pixels and what pixels it needs to replace in order to make the image more high quality without losing the information there. So you can get a high quality photo. So this is already state of the art technology for the photo. But there is no other technology for audio to make like low quality audio, very high quality audio without losing the information inside that. So it is not a, not a solved problem. You don't have the state of the art models for that train. So and this area is very interesting for us and we are trying to solve these kind of issues today. For example, in our platform, we have a technology, we call it Magic Dust. Yeah. So what, what Magic Dust does basically if you want your podcast to be edited, so your voice become much louder, much sweeter, and you, you cancel some noise, usually audio engineer with the experience doing about one or two hours job for the just one hour of podcast in order to get this kind of quality. So with our technology, you can achieve that with just a one click and a couple of seconds. So we are bringing kind of this audio technologies and audio editing in a much simpler way using the AI technologies. Or for example, if you want to cut some parts of your audio, before you needed to understand how the tracks are working, how you need to do the editing, how to make your voice better, how to cut some of the parts. But right now with our technology, you can just convert your speech to the text and remove some words and we will apply the crossfade and make sure that it's cut it very smooth and nobody can understand that you did cutting there. So the wording will be very smooth there. And we have a lot of technologies which we think we can bring to the audio lovers, to the podcaster that doesn't exist before. So that's kind of what we are trying to achieve today. Yeah, again, like you guys are launching a lot of products. I didn't realize this as well. I definitely, we should definitely try this out for this podcast episode. What's it been the journey like from leaving your role at Pixar to having a more mature product now? And how has that journey been? And what's some of the things that you had to overcome to, to get to where you are now? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge for me was to leave the company that, that I was really in love with. And uh, I love the Pixar, I love the product. And I was one of the first seniors there who scaled the, the engineering team, etc. So I had a lot of good connections there. And it was hard for me to decide that. And yeah. especially during COVID time, well, there was a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And me having a family and having two kids... And kind of it was very risky for me, kind of leave the job with a good salary, with not a lot of uncertainty, with a very certain way when you can plan your travelings, when you can plan, you, you, you know that you are getting the paycheck every month. So that was the hardest decision for me. But right now I can say that definitely that decision for me was right because I found out the journey that I really enjoy. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's the most important thing there. And right after the just a three months of starting this product, we raised the money. Nice. We raised our first seed fund and it was led by Sierra Ventures and there was participation from Andrew Angus AI Fund and Correlation VC. So it helped us to kick off our platform for the podcast creators and start monetizing as well on that. Did you move to the US as well? I think you're based in Armenia. Yeah, so we are in Armenia and the whole our engineering team in Armenia. And this is, I believe, the great tech hub 
for any kind of startup because uh, you get very high quality, but you in the meantime, you are able to stay efficient as well. Yep. So that, that's kind of our unique advantage as well. A lot of companies building uh, the engineering teams in US, in Europe, and that's why they need much more money and then they're having a hard time to scale the team. And for us, it's very easy here. And we are able to build things very fast and we, we are able to nail the product and build compelling stuff just in a friction of time. Shout out to Armenia. Obviously, I'm Armenian as well, so shout out to Armenia. How is the team looking like at the moment? Um, and how do you guys continually iterate podcast at a, such a rapid rate? Yeah, so currently we have about 25 team members wow. from which 20 are, 20 are engineers. So usually for our stage, it's typical you have either five or six employees and not 25. Yeah. So that, that was the advantage I was talking about. All are the seniors and we are iterating very fast. In an, and even having 25 employees, we are still very agile because everyone is a professional and we have very good sense of ownership and kind of everyone taking care of their tasks. And we, we didn't have any issues like when we told we are going to have this feature at this exact time. We, we never had problems with that. So we are able to deliver. We are able to deliver on time. And yep. we are able to scale the team and nail the product at the same time. In terms of prioritizing, do you look at more like feature sets that you have to iterate? Or do you have like already products that you're continually rolling out and adding that as part of your monetization? How are you trying to progress podcast tool in, in, in terms of continuing to improve the product? And I know that you said there's yeah. underlying technology that you're still trying to tackle with Magic Dust as well. So how do you balance all these things together to increase the revenue of the company? So right now we are focusing on a three metrics, growth, engagement, and monetization. Yeah. But we heavily focused on the engagement. So we see that whenever we are focused on the engagement, monetization is coming. Uh, we are not focusing on the converting too many people to the subscribed users because we believe that we need to nail the engagement part first. Yeah. And we need to make sure that people are engaged and they really use the product and love the product and then push them to subscribe. How we are doing that, basically, we are working with all our users. We are in touch with them. We are talking with them every week. Every day we have meeting with at least two or three users that we have who are heavily using and kind of our super users. So we are making sure we are making a better product for them so they can solve any problems that they are having. This is our approach. So we are giving to our users the perfect products for their exact problems. So we, we don't have any like dogmas that we are going to build this. And if that doesn't work, uh, we don't build any other thing. We are talking with the users and all our ideas are coming from our users and our customers. So that's the approach uh, we took and it's helping us in terms of prioritization. We are prioritizing our user and no one else. So this giving us very good ground to build breakthrough technologies and breakthrough products. That's awesome. I know the hustle there. It's very real as well. So it's good that you have that much people behind you. And yeah, I definitely let's take a pause at the moment on the team and the plans moving forward. I still want to go into that, but let's take, take a broader picture. You said that you're speaking with quite a number of your customers. With this current wave of podcasting that's happening, who do you see most of your customers being? And what do you see in terms of overall trends based on your customer feedback that's happening to do better yeah. podcasting at the moment? So the overall trend we see that the podcasting is going to be the next channel for the marketing. Like you had with a video, you had with the photos, you had with the socials. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so podcasting is going to be huge and another channel. So I believe a lot of people uh, will use podcasting as the main way of selling their products and businesses that talking about the businesses because today a lot of people are not looking into the website of the company, but trying to find the podcast of the CEO, trying to find a podcast of this company to understand and feel what this company thinks, what their values are and everything about them. So this is the trend we see that every enterprise right now uh, having the podcast section on their websites and trying to invest into the podcasting and have their podcast as another marketing channel. So in terms of customers, we have both consumers, small, medium businesses and enterprises as well. Mm-hmm. And we also saw a huge usage from the podcast agencies as well, because with our tool, podcast agencies can optimize their workflows. So imagine with our next release, what we are going to provide is basically you can have the interview process and after the interview, you can have all the editing and do it collaboratively. So imagine if you are the host, but you are not the one who is doing the audio editing. You can basically invite this person, do the audio editing, make your comments. And so it's kind of will become a Figma, which is for product designers, but for podcasters, podcast agencies, and enterprises that have in-house people who are working on their podcasts to make sure that are high, they're high quality to make sure the distribution is done right and make sure in terms of marketing, those podcasts are working. There's been a, a collision of different types of solutions to help, I guess, making podcasts become its own channel. There's been like podcast networks to things that Apple are doing now to make their platform more accessible to monetize. There's, um, you know, obviously websites slash newsletters directly using that to build that. Like my question is basically, in terms of making podcasting its own channel in its own right, what do you think is the platform that has to help to effectively make a podcast its own channel? Or, or does it still remain agnostic and it's just a matter of appropriating it across different surfaces, different other channels itself? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, my thoughts are that it's it a matter of time. So if you see, this is, for example, at the beginning of video, you had a YouTube, you had a lot of people who, who were making video there, but they, they were struggling in terms of monetization. But right now as YouTube and other video platforms heavily invested in their platforms to make environment for the creators to be able to monetize. Right now, you see a lot of people are monetizing on YouTube, a lot of people monetizing as an influencer on TikTok and other places. Mm-hmm. The environment itself, is going to be a good place for people, for the creators to monetize on the long run. So if you started today and working on your content, later on you will be able to monetize because I, we see that uh, heavy lifters like Facebook, Spotify, Apple, Google, and everyone is investing in order to create good discovery platforms for the podcasters, for the creators, good environments for the creators to be able to monetize. On the other hand, we are building the good creator tools, creation tools and creation platform for these podcasters to be able to create and focus on a content. These two sides of the coin will help a creator to both create great content and then to be able to monetize because environment itself is growing. And there will be a certain point when all these big companies will find a way of great monetization for the podcasting. This is just a matter of time. And as early as you start, higher chances you have later to monetize and build the community. For example, when TikTok started, a lot of people like organically, the new people who were joined to the TikTok, it was not very big at that time. The TikTok didn't know how to make like uh, ability for the creators to monetize, etc. But yep. if you will see that today, a lot of users who joined TikTok like about three years ago, 
they have about million or two million followers, and now they are getting a lot of money from the companies for advertise them to be an influencer, etc. This following trend will become uh, similar to the podcasters, and when podcasters will start today and grow their following, grow their channels. Later on, a lot of brands, a lot of products will come to them and ask them to talk about them, and they will become influencers. I'm not thinking about like, for example, in video platforms, you are having a lot of ads injected on your video and you are getting money from that ads. Mm -hmm. So in a podcast space, I see both like injectable ads and just random ads, but I also see the cross promotions and the ads directly from the brands coming to you and asking to talk about your brands. So we are seeing the possibility of some affiliate programs and it's just a matter of time, how much this will grow in terms of consumption and terms of good discovery. But I believe whenever the big companies like Spotify, Apple, Facebook, and others are investing heavily into this, this is going to happen in any case at a certain time. I know it's a bit early to call, but like based on the feedback that you're getting from your customers, like who do you think is actually leading that to be one of the key platforms to help podcasters? I think as of now, the biggest one is Spotify, who is not only investing heavily into that, but also have some unique advantages to build it. But from other points, I see that Facebook just started to invest in podcasting. They don't have the tools yet, but their ecosystem and what they have right now, because they have a lot of, like they have all the users preferences they have users likes they have a lot of groups that they know what people are talking in that groups what they like for them it will be easy to like make a great recommendation engine on the consumption side to get the podcast that people are really interested in and also with their advertisement systems etc they will be able to target right people for the right podcast yep. so i think they can be a good player here too but right now we see more from the apple and Spotify investing into that area heavily and, and looking for the way like Apple is looking for the way to have the subscriptions for the, each creator. So basically people and consumers can subscribe to your channels and then you get money from the subscription. So they are testing and finding different types of monetization for the creators to help like all these podcasters to get the money. But at a certain time, they, they will find the right solutions. Each of them, like Spotify, they may have different solutions or, or they may have the similar solution. But in any case, there will be going to be a time when podcasters will be able to monetize just easily. Where do you see smart speakers and the physical devices play into it? Like, are they going to be the new radio? Or like, how do you see that? Or even like the likes of online radio stations, like, there's iHeart Media and, and all those type of companies also trying to develop their own networks. Where do you see them in this whole? I see some small and it, it can be even high transformation of radio to the podcasting and people listening instead of like shows and the content that was sold before with the radio stations. They're looking for more of a conversational style and more of a kind of people and kind of warm ways of the podcasting because people went remote. There's a lot of need listening to people and real stories, etc. So I see that podcasting may become also a new format for all these devices like Amazon Alexa or Google Home or etc. where you can just stay at home and listen to your favorite podcasts. And this can be a very good distribution channel as well. Yeah, and in the cars when you are driving and commuting from your home to the office and vice versa, you will uh, still listening to the podcast. Like in the long run, people are going to be able to create more interesting content 
find more interesting guests to invite to their podcasts. And eventually there will be a lot of podcasts. And I see that maybe some formats will be changed as well. Uh, like right now you have the format of the show, you have the episodes, you have like very common structure of the podcasting. This might change as well and become more similar to the YouTube experience just for the audio. So you can just get a very cool recommendation for you and you uh, listen to that podcast without even thinking what show is that, what number of episodes is that. Just you got a right recommendation at the right time that you want to listen. Interesting. The million dollar question, is Clubhouse a fad or not? Like we've seen like initial spike in mass adoption of users and now it's sort of tapering off. Like what are your thoughts around that? I know you have some guides about that on your website as well, but yeah, w- what are you seeing at the moment from that point of view? Being a fan of audio myself, I believe that Clubhouse is on the right direction. And if they will be able to scale right away and will be able to create a features and product needs that they certainly need to add, I believe they can be the next uh, Instagram, next Facebook, and next social application that is very unique. If you see that right now, like everyone is trying to copy Clubhouse and have that in their own platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and others. Because they saw that there is an opportunity and the move towards the audio, everyone sees that, sees that. So it's a matter of who will be the one who will create the right product, right network effect, and right features for the users. Yeah. I mean, the million dollar question yeah. is that, like, you, like you said, like people see Clubhouse, a lot of things that they're doing is as a feature on other platforms. Like, do you agree with that? Or like, is it just, like you said, a matter of getting just enough mass to make that happen yeah it's matter to getting enough math and enough network effect so you can go from there so if you will see like instagram or others who started their social platforms even at that time you can talk like that's just the features of facebook you can share the photo on facebook etc or this is the use cases of the twitter or other platform but when you are focusing on one certain use case and you're focusing very good at that and you are doing the best and you have this network effect when people are u- using it and sharing to each other and participating to these rooms. I think it's a matter of time and matter of building and shaping the product and making sure your network effect is growing. And the idea overall of Clubhouse is, is I, I think, is great. The implementation at this point, I think, is great. So this is the question of the next steps. So either they will be able to take the next step and grow the next social platform, the biggest one, or they will be sold to some uh, big company which is already doing that and end up like in a situation like Instagram and Facebook kind of thing. Or they can create a, something big like TikTok or like Facebook. Well, watch this space. Like, I hope that, because like, that's what sort of started Snapchat's help is the fact that Facebook and Instagram took those features. So I hope that there's some healthy competition as well and new avenue for people to experience audio and, and leverage audio as a platform so let's let's see what happens yeah yeah so if, if you will have a look to the tiktok or you will have a look to the snapchat both of them are good examples because when you see snapchat just started they had a like small growth and small growth trend and what was the kind of breakthrough and the, which bring them multiplying effects and the high growth was that the story part when you were, were able to share something that was disappearing in 24 hours. So that made their growth about 10 times at that time. So this can happen with the clubhouse as well, understanding one certain thing which can work very well. 
Mm -hmm. Same story was for the TikTok. Before TikTok, it was called Musical.ly. And their product was used by a lot of people, but and they had a, some some small network effect and some small growth rate. And they did just one change, which brought them a lot of growth. And that change was giving the music first, because in their platform they had a video first. So you started recording video and then choosing the audio for that video. When they brought the audio first, when you started by choosing the audio track and then creating your video, the cross was very high. The rate went to the roof. So that's kind of the things and people usually think that you need to make a lot of huge changes to get the numbers going and to get the things happening. But mm -hmm. in reality, tweaks when you have the network effect, when you have the new users, these kind of small tweaks can help you grow just like crazy. Well, yeah, I'm optimistic as well. Let's see what happens for sure. Let's take a different direction and let's go back to Podcastle. You spoke about how there's been the recent investment, does the investment. There's also been the rollout of Magic Dust and, and quite a number of those features. What's sort of your next steps to finish off 2021 in a good note and, and sort of your long-term plans? So the goal is to have more compelling products. So we see that we have good features, but we st still don't covering the whole journey of the podcasting. Mm -hmm. So the, the whole idea is to have the video tools as well for the, for the video calls and uh, have the difference like 10 times and 20 times more quality like Hangouts or Zoom or other platforms and have the more compelling editor where you can edit after the interview and more compelling collaboration there. So our goal is for you to start your podcast, not with the Zoom, but start with the podcast so, and make sure you have all other tools as well so right now if for example our internet connection will be bad my audio on your podcast eventually will be bad as well and the quality of your overall podcast will not be very satisfying for your listeners so that's what we are trying to solve basically we want you to start with our podcast so your journey and continue that journey and then distribute to other platforms like spotify apple podcast etc so we want to make sure that you our products are built for specifically for the podcasting use case and not the broad use case. So the quality is high. What you are wanting to get is high. Ima imagine like uh, doing the Joe Rogan show, for example, when Joe Rogan wants to show something to their guests, yeah. he's saying to his team to put the photo on the on the monitors, on the display, and they're they're using different cameras for them, and then they're showing this photo for the audience as well. So we want to have the, all these features which are common for the podcasting in just one single place. So you can have your video recording right after the interview and you have shown the photos that you need. You have the F music, sound, photo, video effects right during your call. And after that, you are creating very compelling and cool and fun podcast episode with all the cool things that technology can bring to you. Do you, are you, and you're planning to do all this by the end of this year? Is that the plan or do you have a timeline yeah. on those yet? Or Yeah, we're going to have all of this by the end of this year. Of course, uh, some of the parts will be MVPs, not a full functional products uh, with the end goal, but overall idea. And we'll make sure we have this journey from the creation to the enhancement, to the collaboration and distribution. Yeah. So we'll make sure we have this journey for everyone. But we might have like some features less on the creation part, some number of features that we don't have on the enhancement part and collaboration, et cetera. But the goal is to build uh, later on to make more compelling product on top of these four pillars.
I'm excited. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'm sure you guys can do it because you guys have been running from the beginning. At the last, um, just looking at some of the lessons that you learned or just anyone else that wants to go into a, a similar entrepreneurial journey like you, particularly in, in the tech space, um, what, what are some of the main points or tips you can provide? The main tips I would provide, I, I always said, even when I think started before, uh, I always had this issue when I was trying to build product and I was in love with my product and I didn't hear anyone, especially our users. Yeah. So the one feedback I will give, uh, and this is, I think, the most important, hear, hear out your users. Don't try to sell your product to them and try uh, them to bring to the same situation that they love your product as you are loving it. It's it never going to happen. Just try to understand what real problems do they have. So usually right now when I'm doing the user research, I'm not even showing the product. I'm just asking what they use today for this particular case, what problems they have, what they hate about the products that they are using. So I'm getting a lot of information, what we really need to build and what is the product market fit. And not falling in love with a product and not, not being open to change it may lead to just spending money on something that people don't really need. Yeah. So focus on understanding your users, focus on really talking to the users. This is not something that you can delegate to someone else. If you are the CEO of the company, you are the one who should do all these user interviews. You are the one who should understand the problems of the users and real problems that they are facing. And you are the one who needs to understand if you need to pivot something else because the users need something else. So this is the feedback I never got before. And this is the feedback I want to give everyone because that makes it much easier. And if you understand that, and if you really talk with the users, the rest is easy. How do you do it in a way though that you don't become too much dwelled into every single little thing? Like because there's only a finite amount of time that you have, and you know every single person might say something slightly different. Um, I know you might be looking at the overall requests and average but like how do you balance that out like do you tally everything and make sure that you have a collective amount of people that wants the same thing like how do you make sure that you do it but without going too deep yeah so we have a this prioritization method it's called ice yeah so what ice does basically you just try to understand the impact of that feature how many people is going to impact you want to understand the cost like how much you are going to spend in order to have this feature. And then you want to understand the estimations, like when you are going to have it, even if you are spending. And so usually what we are choosing, we are choosing the things that will have the higher impact, which will have the lowest cost and which will be able to make very fast. So those are the top things that we are building. Yeah. Uh, so next is coming like with the most impact, with a bit higher cost, a bit later in terms of we are providing and then down the road are those that have like not very huge impact cost very high and we are going to do it very late so this is kind of the approach and framework we are using that's fairly clear and i think that's really good to to do very uh, good framework to, for people to apply and just out of us on a final note what can you share with everyone in terms of the what you're seeing in the armenia tech startups scene and and how other people can take advantage of that um, at the moment as well. I know you talked about more about the cost of labor as well, but what innovations are you seeing that is happening? How many entrepreneurs like yourself are working on and how do you think other companies can take advantage of the Armenian tech scene? 
Yeah, so so I would say, say that in Armenia there were a lot of creative people that you cannot find either in uh, any spot of the world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and considering how small the country is, but how many great startups and uh, unicorns are built from Armenian founders, there are a lot of use cases that, that I can mention, like Pixar, like Service Titan, like Chris, and other companies that started right from the Armenian and either founders are Armenians or the root uh, the company overall rooted from Armenia. So we have a lot of creative minds. We have a lot of smart people. And it's like when you have, so usually you think that uh, being in, for example, in the US, giving you opportunity to see everything what's going on and having advantage of that. But I would say like being in Armenia is giving you another advantage of being a creative, of finding something that never existed before and not copying the others, but creating the something that never existed before. So this is the cool thing as well. People here have a lot of drive to create something great because whenever they are creating something, they're thinking not only about their product and not only about building the billion dollar company, but they're thinking how this is going to affect their country. So they won't put Armenia on the map. They really understand that putting Armenia on the map, one of the ways and higher chances is to build a company which have a great exit. And that way you can put Armenia on the map. So understanding the motivation and intention of people from here, uh, you understand that they are going to do everything to create a great startup and nothing can stop them. There are no barriers. And that, that's something I believe other companies can take advantage of. No, I really appreciate it. I think on that note, let's leave it on that positive note. So thank you so much for your time, Antavas. Thank you too. Thanks for inviting. I, I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the State of Digital Publishing podcast. Listen to past and upcoming episodes across all major podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join our community groups. Finally, visit stateofdigitalpublishing.com for premium information, resources, and become a member today. Until next time.